So what is it? Some new building? No, uh, some new episode of the Retro Rewind podcast. Reflux capacitor, fluxing, crew, distinctions, scanning for electric dreams, 1984. Prepare to rewind in three, two, one. Welcome, rewinders and new listeners to the Retro Rewind <laughs> Podcast. I am PaulJPowers.com, and I have taken over a fresh look at movies and games from 15 or years ago. The captain is here. He's running a little late. Oh, here he comes. Okay. Oh, yeah. Paul. Sorry. Sorry. I was fine. A Gregorian chant beast. It was crazy out there what? in the movie Space Time Continuum. Golden Child is coming at me. I know. A Murphy was laughing. It was craziness. But oh, that I'm here is now. Great. I'm here now. Thank you for taking over. What movie are we covering today? I forgot. Electric a Dreams. Oh, oh, yes. Yes. I had some of those. With Blade Runner. We're covering Blade Runner 2. Yes. Oh, the okay, sequel. awesome. It's a blade harder. <laughs> anyway, yes, as Paul alluded to, probably. My name is Francisco Reese. Uh, thank you so much for joining us here at the Retro Rewind Podcast, where we take a fresh look at movies and games that are 15 years or older. Uh, and we are also joined tonight uh, for covering the movie Electric Dreams by ship's historian David Bob Bobo Bobke. Hey, Bobo. How many Bobs thank are you, in Thank you, thank you. It is I, the harbinger of podcasting chaos, Bobo, <laughs> granting you his presence. Do you have yes. your bingo card ready? And the chaos has Always. begun. Always. Now that you have a quick flyby of who we are, no bingo cards. Paul, can you give us a quick overview of the production specs for Electric Dreams? No bingo cards. Do you have any bananas? I like your blue dress. What? Are, oh. What? I'm not wearing blue from dress. the movie. Yes, I got that. <laughs> no, right. I didn't. I knew what. It... <laughs> Electric Dreams came out September 17th in the year two, uh, 2017 in the UK. It has oh, 10 gosh. episodes with lead stars being oh. Brian Cranston, Steve Buscemi. Yeah. Oh. Oh. That's the Amazon series. Yes. Not Electric Dreams. This is a 1984 movie, Paul. Oh, 1984? Yes. Oh, man. Hold on. Okay. That one. All right. Electric Dreams was released July 20th, 1984. Runs an hour and 35 minutes and is rated PG. It was directed by Steve Barron and written by Rusty Lemorande or Lemonade. I don't know. <laughs> you have to ask Rusty. I like Lemorande. Yes. Yes. Uh, the lead stars being Lenny Von Dolan, Virginia Madison, and Maxwell Caulfield. Music was composed by Gorgio or Giorgio. Sorry, Marauder. You, you know who you are. Wow. You ready for the box office trivia? I mean, I'm ready. Bobo, are you ready? I am so ready, I can't believe it. Whoa. Nice. And everyone live in chat, feel uh, welcome to join in as well. Go for it, Paul. All right. Electric Dreams was made for about $6 million and earned only just over $2 million at the box uh... office. But that might have been good because it was only out for just one weekend. Anyway. What? Uh, oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. There's a story. Yeah. There's a long story behind that. 
Uh, but given this and the fact that it was released theatrically in 1984, how high in the box office do you think it ranks among the movies of 1984? And because you guys have been doing so well, you even did well when I gave you 100, this time I'm going to give you the top 150. Whoa, okay. Well, Bobo, I feel like you're a ringer because this is actually your patron pick episode, so you must like have a lot of adoration or knowledge about this movie, but we'll still let you go first. What is your, what is your guess for the, well, where it places you know, I, in the I, box office? I, I know a few things about those names and Baron and Giorgio Moroder and all that. I didn't look the number up, but uh, given the fact that this wasn't in the theaters very long in the U.S., I'm going to say 142. 142. Nice. Good, good uh, answer. Because I was wondering we, if you're going to go for the 42, but let's add 100 to that. <laughs> in, wow. Yeah. In chat, we have a 27 from Paladin Pirate, a 80 from Stacy, 146 from Ashley. <laughs> uh, oh, and Stacy guesses. Oh, yeah, yeah, I said that. Uh, I am going to guess, I'm going to be somewhat generous and guess 113. Wow. Uh, but Paul, where did it actually end up? So according to the box office mojo, it came in at 138. Whoa, so Bobo no, no. wins. Which I need you to go to the numbers because that's what you usually use. So that's yes. what I, how my mind was processing. So what okay. is it? But at the-numbers.com, it doesn't go all the way to 100. So <laughs> <laughs> I had to go elsewhere. That's why I went to boxofficemojo.com. That's a bomb. <laughs> so what was it? 139, you said? 138. 138. Ouch. Well, all right. Um, thank you for those factoids, Paul. And let's see if any of them factor into our memory mind meld. Or subsequent roundtable discussion, which we will get into once Alice has located our target film. Alert! Alert! Approaching target. Spoilers incoming. Establishing analysis vector. What's your preference? Apple? Pear? Listen, I don't know anything about computers. Nobody does. Miles just bought a computer to help organize his life. He got more than he bargained for. You're talking. You're nervous. Madeline just moved in upstairs. Miles is in love. I can't play that for her. I want to squeeze you, lick you, puck her up, and kiss you. You make her sound like a lemon. I don't know what love is. You never told me. What does feel like? Give you strength. Can make you weak. Does not compute. If a computer can learn about love, it's bound to know jealousy. I want to meet her. And once that happens, things get electric. Taking control of my house. It's gotten to the wiring. Sure it Electric dreams. Yes, it's uh, probably cockroaches. I mean, at least that's what I remembered. But let's go into our memory mind mode synopsis. <laughs> <laughs> electric dreams. We need pest control on this ship. Yeah, right? It's age-old love story. I mean, it's probably the, the time worms. Age-old love story. Boy buys computer. Boy finds girl. Computer starts becoming sentient. Computer helps boy create music for girl. Computer wants to meet girl. Boy decides he has to kill computer. Girl ends up meeting computer anyway. Boy and girl wind up together after computer takes itself out of the picture. But that's the plot to, like, half the movie's review, right? Uh, I think that memory was... 
Yes, that was definitely deceptive. Based on those memories, as flawed as they were, what rain did they lead you to predict for this film before rewatching it? Classic, nostalgic, or tragic? So, and I think neither me nor Paul had ever seen this before, but I'll start with Baba nonetheless. What is What was your prediction having uh, suggested this movie for us to watch? I was going to guess that you guys hadn't even heard of this movie before, but nope, uh, my prediction not. for... This movie, uh, I, I went optimistic and said classic. Oh, okay, nice. wow, nice. I was wondering if uh, you, you were going to sabotage the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I was seriously thinking about it, but luckily for you guys, the bottom shelf exists now. So Thank you, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Th- they'll cover a racer head yeah. for us. Thank you, okay. Yeah. Uh, Paul, what's yours? Well, I want to thank Bobo for actually uh, suggesting this movie because I actually have heard of this. Um, oh, really? Okay, cool. Not in theaters or anything, but when I was a kid, uh, going to the video rental stores, I would see the box art for this, uh, the VHS tape, and on the front of it was just this cartoon TV with uh, devil horns and a wicked smile on it. Are you and sure you weren't confusing this for Stay Tuned? Because Stay Tuned yes, had a very similar I'm very one. positive. All right. Because okay. I was wondering, because I saw I saw Stay Tuned in theaters. This I oh, hadn't okay. seen. Oh, okay. I guess that would I was, distinguish it. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, I was one, I Because of the cartoon <laughs> on the front, I wanted to see it, but it wasn't in the kids' section. And it wasn't so, and it also wasn't in the horror section because with the devil on it, it could be one of those horror movies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was like, uh, it could be like still scary. And back then, they didn't have YouTube or anything where I could just poke, put in like, oh, what's the trailer for this or something? Yeah, exactly. I didn't want to risk that, so I never saw it. But it always caught my eye of like, hey, Mm -hmm, I want to see that. So now, thanks to Bobo, I was finally able to see it. Is there a prediction in this long story? Oh, but because I never really heard anybody talk about it or anything, um, I'm gonna I predicted tragic because Tra- like, okay, yeah, yeah. And you know me. <laughs> oh my gosh, you have some good taste sometimes, Bobo. Actually, probably a lot of the time, better taste than that. Anyway, uh, for me though, I'm not sure if I- joking or not, <laughs> I'll leave you guessing. Um, I, like my co-host here, Paul, I also predicted Tragic. I had never heard of this movie before, and I, let's see, I think if we grew up in the 80s, that, you haven't heard about it, then there's a chance, like, it's not that good. Yeah, I, so that, that's why I went with Tragic, I, just because I had never heard of it at all, and I was an A's kid, I had been exposed to a lot of movies, even though I would have only been three at the time, so that's why I went with that, but... It'll be interesting to see if those predictions pan out. Uh, But first, let's get into the things we liked most about Electric Dreams. Let's spin up our... Best three. Best three things we liked about this film. And let's start with... I'm going to change things up, and I'm going to start this time. Yeah, because I I have something I liked about this movie. Can you believe it? Good for you. No. Proud of you. I, I know. I actually liked the way the computer... So. Edgar, that that is the computer's name, right? Uh, How he looked, the visualizations on the screen, especially when it was music like the, was it Bach or Beethoven? I can't remember. But he's playing with Madeline across the vent, the ventilation shaft. 
And I just I thought they looked really good. It looks like it looked like a, like the type of Winamp visualization you might get or Windows Media Player. <laughs> and I thought that was cool for 1984. They had something like that, so I, I yeah. appreciate that and thought it was vibrant and pretty. Uh, it's certainly retro. It wasn't anything like crazy crazy, but I liked it for what it was. So that is something I enjoyed. Uh, let's go to Bobo next. What's something you liked about this film? Uh, first thing that I have on my list is labeled as ties that bind. And it's these things throughout the movie that are just little tiny things that end up coming back up once or twice more in the film. Um, one <laughs> thing that, I mean, an obvious thing that comes up again is uh, Edgar wanting to learn how to write songs. And he writes that really lousy one at first, but then he, you know, the second attempt is better. The thing that he plays in front of Madeline is is better, and we get this, another song mm-hmm. after that. Um, and that last song in particular is that song "Together in Electric Dreams," which references learning yes. about what a dream is. Where you know, going back to that scene where he learns that a dream is a wish that your heart makes, which is a Disney quote, which is why Francisco yes. won't rate this classic later. But <laughs> um, I thought it was great that he got it wrong, and I was in my head going, "No, that's Cinderella." <laughs> then it was, then they corrected. That was yeah. great. And and he wants to learn whatever how to feel and you know what are feelings about and and something that he you know mm-hmm. feels something. And it's when Madeline comes in and touches part of his, you know, one of his open circuit boards, that sort of triggers him uh-huh. to, to come back. And he asks at one point to, and I've got the quote somewhere in my 15 pages of notes, like, what are tears? Because <laughs> there was that scene where Miles is having that uh-huh. mild breakdown, and Edgar asks him, what are those funny noises between your words? And he says, those are tears, mm. and says, what are tears? What are what does tears mean? And he says, yeah. it means that I'm making a change. And once that tear goes down Madeline's face and off her chin and it lands on Edgar, there's a change right after uh-huh. that. So there's like all this uh-huh. symbolism and stuff that you can go off. back to. Yeah, you gotta watch okay. the movie about 1,500 times, but you'll start catching it. Oh, nice. oh is yeah. that all? Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, that's not, that's not terrible. So it's it's... It, it has something for the people who rewatch. Yeah, when you, when you go cool. back, it's that yeah. Cool. It, it, there's there's definitely more stuff that you catch just because it's little little ways things get phrased and and stuff like that. Okay, cool. Paul, what's something cool that you liked about Electric Dreams? Was it the way that themes sort of came up throughout, or something else? Um, like I said before, I was I grew up in the '80s, so what I really enjoyed was when Edgar would research his data library and replay all these commercials that I recognized from way back when. Oh, and that was okay. a fun trip down memory lane. I, I didn't realize he was playing these back. I thought he was just watching the TV. Well, or wherever he was pulling it from. He must. I, I think he was just watching there, TV. That's there not. was a moment yeah, or two there yeah. where it seemed like he had DVR or something because he rewound something. and Right. And he would like pl- paste. Oh. Cut that, and paste things together. Yeah. I mean that that's fair. That's fair. But I, I don't think because maybe I I misunderstood. But I how he gained his sentience was because he downloaded all the files right from no. the from my, moles or miles uh, boss's computer. That's how he got data. But you can't yeah. data 
or whatever you want to call it. Uh, but yes. that's not what how he became sentient. It's when you mix knowledge with champagne, that's how you get new life. Is that mostly how it works? the champagne? Oh. Yes. Okay. Remind yeah. and electricity, a little bit of that. Yeah. Save it for later, Francisco. Save it for later. Uh okay, cool, Paul. So you liked that aspect of uh, all the old commercials. So yeah, the old so 80s the, references. Yeah. yeah, the retro vibe the, of the 80s. And exactly. That goes to something else I liked uh, as well. I thought the songs were very like poppy 80s yeah. songs. I, I enjoyed them. And I think I just looking at the poster, I, I didn't realize they're mostly original songs, which I thought yeah. was kind of cool. Yeah. So I, I liked that aspect of it. Absolutely. Um, was there something that really harmonized for you, Baba, with this movie? Uh, uh, I, I do want to mention something about the soundtrack later, but uh, I I, I okay. should get this this like out of the way because this is going to take a minute to explain. It's going to sound like a dislike. Oh, here we go. So I ask for grace. But you actually like it. It's so bad. It's I, good. I, I okay, like I'm it. Listening. I ready. like it, but it's going to sound weird to start this. I hate it when I'm watching a movie or a TV show, and as a single guy, I'm watching and I think, wow, that young lady that I'm seeing there is just lovely. She's uh-huh. dynamic, and sure. she's energetic, and she's just full of fun. And mm-hmm. I have this brief moment. Maybe I shouldn't admit this, but I'm going to. I have this brief moment where I'm like, gee, <laughs> I wonder if she's single. And another voice in my uh-huh. head has to say, no, she's not single. She is not real. She is not a person. She is a character. <laughs> Are you talking about the actress Virginia Madsen, I, the the main one, or or any any? Oh, particular, I thought you were talking about Virginia Edgar. Madsen's lovely oh. too, but the character of Madeline in particular, I I really liked in this movie. Uh, she, oh, yeah. the character. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, that's yes. what he just said. Paul. You got- well, I I want to distinguish. Like, <laughs> all right, like, that's fair. Yeah, all right. yeah. For thank you for for anyone that didn't catch that. Yes, thank yeah. you, Paul, for that, for getting that clarification. She, she's got that kind of nice little um, mix of like uh, you know just very positive and very happy go lucky. Yeah. A little bit of troublemaker yeah, in her, yeah. and I particularly like when they're at the drive-in and everything's going wrong and they're accidentally hitting each other and spilling things. And she spills jujubes in his popcorn. He says, oh, your jujubes got my popcorn. And her response is, any red ones? That's just beautiful. <laughs> He's not like, oh, darn. It's like, no, it, it I is? I want a red jujube. That's great. Yeah. She goes okay. with the flow. Yeah. She's not like that. hyper drama. Like, no, oh. no, I get that. Okay. I, that. That is a nice component. Yeah. It just seems like, I don't know, that whole... Save it for later, Francisco. Okay. The, I'm glad that I, but I can totally get what you're saying, uh, Bob, because I have that, like, I had that for like Kaylee for a while from Firefly. Oh, sure. So I totally know what you mean. I can totally appreciate that. Until that she component. sleeps around. Oh, just like this girl. I'm sorry. I'll wow. save it for later. <laughs> you know, that's something that didn't make my dislike list, but really should have. Anyway. <laughs> um, that's awesome, though, Bobo. Uh, Paul, why don't you give us something, one last thing of awesome before I get to our most awesome things in our classic makers. Well, um, thank you, Moles. Uh, the thing before- I always want to call him Moles now. I <laughs> yeah. It's hard for me to remember his name is Miles. Yeah, it's Moles. Um, I liked the two main actors. I haven't seen them in, in a lot, but I thought that they they carried the movie well. I thought they did a good job. 
um, Lenny Vaughn, Dolan, and Virginia Madsen. Well, you um, won't I'm see the- him in anything else anymore. He I, died I, like just a, like a month ago. Oh, no way to bring the show down. Yeah, yeah. Well, and I was surprised to uh, that I haven't seen him in much. I mean, yeah, I, like, yeah. I, I felt the same way. Like I, I was looking through all the things they've been, their IMDb's. I'm like, yeah. I recognize some things. Yeah, but, but not really. Yeah, them. I'm surprised yeah. I haven't seen him in more stuff because I okay. thought they did good. Okay. So you like their the way they acted, their yeah. overall performances. Okay. Yeah. Very nice. Well, now it's time for our classic makers, the things that were the most nice about Electric Dreams. Uh, not that sheep can have them. Uh, let's start with Baba. What did you love most about this film? So, And also, I'm curious. Let, I'm, let me know if at the end of this, it's the thing that you've always loved and continue to always love, or if this is something new that you've found that you is now your most favorite thing. Ooh, interesting. Continue. So uh, there was a big gap for me in between times that I really saw this movie. So I would say oh, okay. since I, I really have a memory of watching this movie, uh, I would say it's probably what I would recognize as my favorite since then. Um, okay. we, we get a lot of emotion and a lot of ups and downs in the last 15, 20 minutes of the movie. And I particularly like what I would refer to as the epilogue where they're getting into the car when it's raining and uh-huh. and then we get the final away, yeah. song. I love that song. And just Aww. that the oh, whole, yeah. you know, we, we kind of get Edgar back and, you know, yeah. is he like in plugged into everything? Then we'll get into that later. Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> I was, well, I just was confused. I was well, quite sure what too. I was trying we'll to say. T- I want to. Oh, okay. we'll it's a confusing right. movie. There's lots of layers. There's layers upon layers wrapped in an yeah, enigma. Okay. It's a whole thing. Uh, oh, it's an onion movie. Sure. Uh, Shrek. Okay, we're watching Not Shrek. Not the right onion, gotcha. but an onion. Yeah. Yes. And, uh, but yeah, <laughs> that last segment just always cheers me up. It's it's probably one of my favorite just endings to a movie in general. Because it's just really? it's such an okay, up well. song, and it just always leaves me well, on a really sweet. high note. So that's my nice. that's my classic. That's fantastic, Bob. That's a good way to end a movie. Yeah. Then. Go out on top, uh, Paul. What was your the best way that this movie ended well, or didn't end for you? I the best thing about this movie for me. Is- <laughs> It's something, Francisco, that you had mentioned on your first like, and that was huh. the computer graphics and sounds just mm-hmm. all together for, I don't know when the production was, is either late 83 or early 84, but it was yeah. right around the beginning of computer graphics. But they had like, uh, like uh, even just like the whole like idea of uh, uh, computers talking to each other and even like a smart home they had mm-hmm. way back then. And then... Uh-huh. Just the graphics. I mean, my goodness, how long would it take somebody now to replicate those kind of graphics on, uh, you know, just either not long at all or very long. So I'm not sure which you're assuming. Well, I couldn't with the software I have and I have like a Adobe Premiere. Like, you know what I mean? Like some of the 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 video things. So the director was. Um, he was known for making music videos at the time, so he had. Access I wondered to some about of that. that. I kind of thought um, that might have been the case. Oh, yeah. Because yeah, yeah, just the vibe I got from how this was shot. But okay, yeah. I got a list. Of- um, his biggest, I think, yeah, he he has a number. I think his biggest credit is Michael Jackson's "Billie yeah. Jean." 
he directed. Bill's uh, Jean is not my dream. It's no. filled with electric dreams. I am the one. So anyway, it the was impressive to see the computer graphics and even like the sound manipulations they were able to get through the computer mm-hmm. at that time, I mm-hmm. thought was just amazing for that time period. Yeah, totally. Yeah. Well, very cool. Um, so my classic makers is going to surprise a ton of people because it involves a Disney. What? Thing. I know. C- Cinderella. No, not Cinderella. So Miles and uh, Ma- Madeline. Yeah. Madison? Yes, Madeline. Jennifer? Uh, they're at a carnival? Oh, no, they're at Fisherman's Wharf, I think, because they're in San Francisco. I imagine it's yeah. Fisherman's Wharf at night. And um, she's, she says something to Miles about how I love I love that I, – I, the thing I like most about you is that, that, that you made that song for me or something like that. Or, or, or I, I love your music. And as they do that – the camera pans down or they pass by a bunch of Pinocchios with their noses extending. Yeah. I thought that was a great touch. I, I yeah. really, really love. This guy's a liar. What they're, <laughs> yeah, what they were saying with that visually. Yeah. Uh, I just really appreciated that. that, that the visual storytelling. Visual storytelling. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. So that was my classic record about halfway into the movie. Wow. The best thing happened. Well, there's, there's a few things like that, too, where they, after he comes home and he's got the Groucho glasses that he sets uh-huh. on the computer monitor. And then when Edgar's uh-huh. learning. Why did, was he wearing those? Oh, yeah, and then Edgar asks, like, what's, what's kissing? And then when he brings the lips on uh-huh. the screen, they're right underneath the Groucho glasses. And it's just. Yes. Nice. But why was he wearing the Groucho glasses? Uh, I forget. He just put it on there. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Gotcha. All right, guys. In the script. Yeah. Or they just decided on the day. We never of did see the. No else is in the script. Penguin, though. Where did the stuffed penguin go? In her room. Know. Well, that's fair. Oh, Next to her yeah, broken. Because she had tons of stuff on her for, on her back. She wanted it for him, though. I don't know. Anyway, that's weird. So that's great, Francisco. It's in the trunk of the car at the end of the movie. Yeah. Yeah. So know something else that's in the script. Something what? else I forgot. <laughs> Oh, I'm going to take a wild Surprise guess. That it might be Geek Devotions. Geek <laughs> Devotions is a collaboration. Oh, no, wait. That's no, your line. No, it's Sorry. not Geek Devotions. It's not Sorry, Geek Devotions. How dare you? Here, says Francisco Cole. We're, I, we're I reviewing Electric Dreams. Why would have told to you that, huh? Geek Devotions. It was, it's of course... The Untold Podcast. The Untold Podcast is a speculative fiction podcast utilizing the genres of sci-fi, fantasy, and horror, among others, in order to engage the culture's imagination from a Christian worldview. Every month, Nathan James Norman produces and narrates a new story presented in a unique and dynamic way. Check out The Untold Podcast at www.untoldpodcast.com to listen and leave them a review on Apple Podcasts. We're reviewing Electric Dreams, right? Yes. So what does Electric Dreams have to do with the Untold Podcast? Well, you know, they do like all these, uh, uh, what's it called where you put a bunch of different stories together? Not an amalgam. Uh, anthology. It's like an anthology podcast, lots of different stories. And that's what, you know, Phil K. Dick's Electric Dreams on Amazon is like, ha ha, see, see Paul, you seeded it and I brought it back. That's right. How do you like them? How do you like them apples? Uh-huh. <laughs> Don't worry, don't worry, dear listener. Listen to this podcast, this episode, fifteen hundred times, and you'll totally get that joke. Anyway, 
Um, all right. So that's not specifically electric dreams uh, specific. <laughs> Would you like some trivia on this yes, movie? You're getting, you're, yes, you're getting you better. Good. Let's get there. <laughs> Did you all realize that uh, the modules that Miles uses to control his appliances with the Edgar computer uh, and other various items in the house is similar to the X10 automation? Uh, which did exist during the time period and is still around in the present time. In the present time, I, I have no idea what to, you're talking about. I don't think most of the listeners so you know do either because nobody else has seen this movie yeah. except for us. But yeah. Okay, so in the movie, let me describe this to you. In the movie, uh, the computer he gets comes with all these attachments, so he can plug in essentially the computer into this little socket device, and then that plugs into the outlet for like your blender or your uh, the microwave front door. Or the front door. And so the computer can control and turn these things all on and off. And apparently can control lots of aspects about them through electricity, apparently. All of them, Uh, yes. Yes. That's how Alex A. works today. And Google. Okay. I can't say her name otherwise, the listener, if they're playing it out loud. I thought thought Alex A. was the Canadian version, so you could say, take off A and then turn off. (laughs) Alex A., what's up, eh? (laughs) Wow. Anyway, my question to you guys is, what daily task do you wish your computer could do for you? Um, <laughs> Nothing. I don't my, want. I want my computer to do less for me. No, generate income for me. <laughs> <laughs> I could. Oh, well, I'm well, sleeping. Get a graphics. Get a graphics card farm, Paul, and start mining Bitcoin. There you go. I thought that was beyond now. Like you can't. Anyway, you can still do it. It's just you may not get much. But yeah, I was about to say it's not worth the. Anyway, well, that's neither talk to here seven there. about it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, Bobo. What what would you like? Uh, um, what would your like your computer do uh, for you? Like feed a, my bank account. <laughs> I mean, besides everything, I guess mostly just kind of keeping some order, uh, making sure I put things in the proper place. You know, not just throwing shirts oh, okay. anywhere. You know, a little more gotcha. orderliness okay. that I can't do myself. Would it so would it do that for you? Like have like, like a, a robot, robot on yeah. it? Yeah. Or would it just keep reminding you and pestering you, hey Bobo, shirts, hey Bobo, shirts, hey Bobo, shirts. Yeah, no, because I know how to unplug it and I'm pretty sure <laughs> it would stay unplugged. So I, yeah, it would have to do it. Ah. But would it or would champagne make it impervious to unplug? I don't have champagne. Anyway. So okay, it's uh, all over for the computer. Yeah. Exactly. Nope, booze for you. That's that's how Skynet really launched. They're having like a champagne party because they achieved something, and that's what gave it sentience. <sighs> Great trivia, Francisco. <laughs> Thanks, Paul. And now that we've all had our trivia fun, let's find out what you, our awesome rewinders, had about Electric Dreams. Did I say all what right. memories? Just I don't think I did. There. Anyway, moving on. Yeah, yeah. There, there we go. go. These are the memories from you guys. Yeah. So thank you, Tim. A Walker Wacker says one of my favorite movies. Wow. Okay, Tim. So David Bobke, who's right here, says what? apparently it's on Pluto.tv now. I actually watched it on Tubi.tv, oh, okay. so it's available there as well. Paul J. Powers, who's also here now, says 
Apparently, Francisco will repeat just about anything right here on the podcast in response to the question of what you do remember about Electric Chiefs. One could probably even slip in some text in from a published work like Inroad, the Lord of, Lord of the Nazgul, a great black shape against the fires beyond the loomed up, grown to a vast menace of despair. In the Inroad, the. Were you repeating this? I did. Inroad, the Lord of the Nazgul, under the archway that no enemy ever yet has passed and all fled before his face, all save one. There, waiting silent and still in the space before the gate, sat Gandalf upon Shadowfax. Shadowfax, who alone among the, the free horses of the earth, endured the terror, unmoving, steadfast, as graven image in the wrath Dien. I think I should start doing my Scottish for the or my mm. no, I should do my my Vicus for this. I'll do okay, it for this. Okay, but you have to use your Gandalf voice here. Okay. No singing. You cannot enter here, said Gandalf. Said Gandalf, and a huge shadow halted. Go back to the abyss prepared for you. Go back. Fall into nothingness that awaits you and your master. Go. The black rider flung back his hood, and behold, he had a kingly crown, and yet upon no head visible was it set. The red fire shone between, and the mantled shoulders vast and dark. From a mouth unseen, there, there came a deadly laughter. Old fool, he said. Old fool, this is my hour. Do you not know the death when you see it? Ha! Die now, cousin man! Ha! And with that, he lifted high his sword, and flames ran down the blade. And in the very moment, away behind some courtyard of sea, a cock crowed. Shrill and clear, the, uh, he crowed, reckoning uh, nothing of war, nor of wizardry, welcoming only the morning. And the sky far above the shadows of death was coming with the dawn. And as in, as an, <laughs> as if in answer, there came from far away another note. Hans, 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 in dark, Midoluan's sides they dimly echoed. Great Hans of the north, widely blown, Rohan had come at last. Thank you all for sharing those <laughs> memories. <laughs> Sanity levels. You didn't down. think I'd do it, did you? But I did it, and Good I job. did it well. Yeah. <laughs> Bone saw was ready. And now that now that everyone has stopped listening to the podcast, let's get the things we didn't like about Electric Dreams. Was three. That's right. Okay, let's start with Babo this time. So you you suggested this movie. It's probably a movie you like a lot. But what's something you didn't like about? Uh, this film. Well, um, I, I was going to ask you something real quickly too. Uh, in relation to the trivia, do you? Th this was Steve Barron's first directed film. Do you know what his second film was? Of? Did research. Uh, Lord of the Rings. No. Paul got it. I don't know what was it, Paul. There's four green guys. Oh, Change Me Ninja Turtles. Yeah, 1990s. He went from this to that? Yep. Well, after several, several years. years. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay, okay. That makes sense. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Fun fact. We don't need to... And he refined... music videos yeah. after this, but then... Well, he refined his craft quite a bit. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, so, wait. Are we doing trivia again, or was that a dislike? I'm just trying to throw... How dare you do Digital You're already Charles? off your game. I'm just spinning you around a little bit more to keep you off filter. Anyway, my first... Right round, like a record baby. <laughs> My first dislike, ahead, though, uh, 
that this is not turtles. What? <laughs> so no, there was ahead. there was this one character um, named Bill who sits behind Madeline in the orchestra, uh, yeah. played by Maxwell yeah. Caulfield. Yeah. And he seems like he's kind of a nice guy initially, introducing himself and all that. Bill sucks, and I hate him. And yes. uh, <laughs> he's kind of the worst, because it seems like Madeline's kind of okay with him, kind of interested initially, and then gradually, I think she gets closer to Miles, and she's less interested in him. There's He, he kind of goes for a kiss on the lips at one point, where she kind of takes it initially, and then she steps back, and she's not real interested. And... It's a very sad moment where she really needs some help later on, and he is not really paying attention to what her actual need is, and he's just paying attention to like, mm-hmm. well, yeah, we got to figure out how to <clears throat> deal with that for the performance or whatever. And he's not, he's not helping Madeline really in that moment. Well, Bill, well, here's the thing: she, he, he's treating her like an adult and not the child she's apparently being oh. about. A thing that she can easily replace if she's making hey, orchestra money. That she had, and that she probably had insured. It, also, no, she was twelve. She had that. Oh, she, she did have insured. Oh, she is a child. All right. No, she had it since she was a child. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm getting going faster. All right, you, so you're joining his side. We see what team you're on. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll no, go but I also didn't like that. People so in the back row. Okay. I didn't like that Bill. character. Well. Okay, Team Smoke's gonna have a big <laughs> Bill is wasn't awesome party. That. And no, I see how that's gonna. I wasn't okay. saying that. Anyway. I didn't. I didn't. I I always hate love triangles anyway. So I didn't like that he was there to begin with. I feel like you did not need him at all. So, yeah, I, I, yeah, I get I mean, he comes along in his leather um, jacket, and he's just like, well, I could try practicing the part. And it's like, what, with the rest of the T-Birds? And then you're all going to show up and do a sing- song and dance with grease or something? <laughs> get out of here, man. Exactly. Exactly. Oh, my goodness. Because you're the one I want. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paul, what's something you didn't want about this film? All right. I talked about it before about save it for later and that's the ending the thing that i didn't like about was the ending seemed confusing <laughs> i hated to that me. song that bobo loved <laughs> no, I hated so much. That, no the electric dreams uh song at the end i think is cool but it's yeah. like okay so the edgar decides to destroy himself and he says uh there's going to be a phone call coming in i'll answer and it's going to send so many like electric shocks that it'll just like kill me or whatever yeah yeah, yeah. and the, the phone rings and they said oh Oh, it's a wrong number. But then it answers it, and apparently it shorts out and the computer explodes anyway. So it's like, is that the wrong number or is that the right number? Because that's one of those things I was uh, confused about. (laughs) I computed confused about. I was confused about. Baba, do you have any? uh, Can you elucidate us about Uh, that? I, I don't really get the logic exactly of how Edgar sent those bolts wherever he sent them to come back to him to do what happened. Um, but the, sure. the the whole idea of the wrong number, I guess I just sort of take as a... Uh, I want to phrase it carefully here. It's... Uh, I, is it one of those things that you say to people so that they don't yeah, freak out when the, the ending is, is about to come? It's kind of one of those things it's that somebody like, says... False. like false. Kind of not snarky exactly. They think it sounds smart when they say it, but it actually doesn't sound that smart. But they're trying to okay. say something clever, like the... but 
it's not really so this was a script writer having a <laughs> trying to sound something clever and then I, end this. I don't know what to do there's Wrong probably number. a reference uh, in the all... movie from earlier that i completely missed in the 1500 times i've watched it uh, and okay. it makes sense like, that or could was be, edited yeah. out yeah Oh, that, yeah. that actually makes more sense but then at the end it like it becomes part of like the world internet i guess like it yeah. becomes which is kind of like isn't that the ending that the uh like from tron that the the master control program program was trying to get to it's like oh here's the the bad ending of tron like the it's taken over the world pretty much also but, lawnmower man i feel like ends in a similar way but it, it, it's, it is nice to see them like oh like oh she's in the or sorry i say she i it's it's voiced by or what, what's his name i forget harold and maude guy um bud court yeah but it sounds like an old grandma to me but <laughs> but you know that okay the edgar is now like requesting songs on the radio for them you know like looking out for him and that's cool but it's like all part of the world I don't know. It just was kind of confusing. Like, how does that work? Like, taking over the radio DJ spot. Like, I don't know. Yeah, and he was, and for all like the radio stations, because all the people were confused about why this is playing on our radio station, right? Yeah, it works. But the, you know, the computers take over the world. That's what happens. Apparently, I kind of. Uh, so before, no. I was about to say before we uh smoked the skies and turned them black we they took over our radios <laughs> i kind of took it that like edgar podcast, just outsmarted uh, himself again he had to outsmart himself get the bolts going to kill himself and oh then he maybe. maybe outsmart himself again oh. to not die so i don't know yeah that make kind of but anyway the it was kind of confusing and now that took me out so that's trying to bump like. those final well, ratings lots of things that. I know you're going to bring yeah. some Lots doozies. of things took me out of this. Yeah, here we All go. Right. Here we go. Here's something that took me out of this movie. So Edgar's acting up on him at first. And he pour. Why in the world does he choose to pour champagne on it instead of just unplugging the thing? I don't understand. I don't well, get Nobody the understood computers back then. He He's saw, used other was, appliances. He knows if his TV's not working, he could probably just unplug it. So what is happening? He probably panicked because he thought it was going to catch okay, fire. Okay, unplug it. Yeah. This is so you put guy. alcohol on it. Oh, that's good. This, Glad I'm you're, that you're thinking really well here. Yes, this is a guy who does not think well under pressure, which I'll be getting more to <laughs> later. <laughs> okay. But that's one thing that I just it didn't make sense to me why you're and then and then you do that and the computer works. I don't yes. think that can happen. It I don't think you can dry all the circuit boards well, and it it's just going to be totally it fine. It depends on the champagne, what kind and what year. You're trolling me, aren't you? Know? And then, the, the, and then the, the type of computer. Tell me. Okay. I'm going to Google this right now. And maybe if you have like a 110 frequency, like I don't think it would work can, with the 220. Uh, computer survive. Wow. <laughs> Wait, if, Sham pain. <laughs> this is another uh, time in the podcast where it just goes down a notch. The whole top thing. ten liquid spills that kill laptop computers. That's close enough. Uh, no, it's see. bring it to life. I thought that's what you were googling. Well, no, I'm trying to show you that this will not be good. Computer, take this T2000. <laughs> Here's some champagne. 
So among the things that, yeah, hard liquor uh, runs the gamut from purely eth- okay, uh, more sugar, sugar. So the sugar usually sucrose dries to form a natural bridge across circuits, assuring a very sweet short circuit. So this was champagne, probably uh, champagne. I, I believe has sweetness to it. Well, champagne is like carbonated wine, so we'll go with wine here. Uh, let's see. Uh, let's see. Uh, wines contain ethanol alcohol along with remnants of processing, including yeast, sugar, sulfate, preserves, great parts, and acetethadihyde. Together, these work as uh, both a corrosive soap and circuit shorter. So there you go. This would not just be fine and dandy after. This would break the computer. So... Case closed. <laughs> no sentience. On a spark plug if I thought it'd do any good. Yeah, this might make more sense if it was a movie Why do I know not it? real life. Oh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, is that how it's going to be? <laughs> where's that? Where's that? This peanut spark plug thing from Paul. I'm like, we've covered that movie. War games. War games. That's it. Okay. So add urine to the mix. That'll help. Yeah. Anyway, okay, I'm done with my diatribe about that. Uh, let's go back to one of you guys. Uh, Paul, what's something else you didn't like about this? One? I don't know what a diatribe is. That's past my fourth grade education. I know if you spill a diatribe on a, on a pineco computer, it won't work anymore. Okay, I'll take your word for it. But let's talk about the guy who doesn't act well or think well under pressure. It's <laughs> this guy named Miles. He... He is too awkward beyond reason. Like, yeah, he, it's, I get that. It, 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 why isn't he honest with the girl? At least at some like, oh, did you just take a shower? No, like he's dripping wet. Like it makes more sense to say yes than no. Like, yeah. oh, what are you sitting on? Oh, not. He could easily just say a computer I bought. Yeah, right. No. It is. It's hard. I don't understand because it's so much easier to tell the truth around this, right? Yes. These certain circumstances, yes. rather than try to come up with some. He is just too awkward. Like, I, it, I mean, I I would appreciate some backstory on his character. Maybe he has this horrible luck with women. Like when he has been honest, it's just just totally blown up in his face. Be, that would be so helpful to knowing yes. this character better. But, but do we get that? No. So otherwise, this woman in airport that says other lines that he doesn't understand. Anyway, yeah, yeah. Let's focus on on his architecture job that we never get back to. (laughs) Yeah, good point. Uh, Okay, so but anything else about that though, Paul? That just that he just responds. Would you say he responds in a way that's almost unbelievable? Exactly. Okay. Okay. So it's like not grounded at all. Much like spilling champagne on a computer would not make it sentient. Again. Uh, <laughs> yes. Yes, I know it's a movie, Bobo. Leave me alone. Uh, but Bob- <laughs> <laughs> Bobo, even though it being a movie, what's something that sort of took you out of the movie or you just just didn't like it? Self-confessed uh, fairy tale for computers. Anyway, um, my second thing, I'm a little torn on which one to go with here because there's one that's bothered me longer and one that bothered me. This one, oh. this one hurts more, so I'm just gonna get this one out of the way. Uh, okay, okay. I actually, I watched the movie a couple of times for the review, and I actually winced when this scene came up because it actually physically hurt oh, me to really? watch. 
In a good, kind of in a good way, but it still hurts to watch, is that scene where Madeline's Uh cello gets crushed in the elevator door. It actually, it actually hurts to see that happen, and then her, the look on her face as she Mm -hmm. tries to keep herself composed when she reaches down and picks it up and walks off with it. And Uh it's, because it's basically a childhood friend of hers in a sense that's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, and then it just gets worse from there with stupid fiddle and, than uh, trying to get in touch yeah. with with moles and can't get in touch with them. So yeah, just just to clarify, you thought this scene was sad. You didn't think that it, or do you think that it was poorly acted that it made you re- it, like wince? It made like me it. feel feelings, and I didn't like that. Oh, <laughs> I know I feel things when I watch no. movies. Jeez. Okay, no, but that's fair. And to comment. I so totally that appreciate. Like it was well done that scene. It kind of was. Yeah, in a way. I do want to say, regarding my earlier comment, I am totally. I'm not trying to say she could not be sad for this. Essentially, like you said, about a childhood friend just being broken, and you can't really repair something like that. And now it's it's just essentially trash, and that's crushing. That's absolutely crushing. Oh, but for wow. her to, for her to say the, the Francisco that we just heard like several minutes ago, you were saying, oh, she's a child. She she's is cry- a child because she needs to realize she could get another one for her job. Oh, how am I ever going to play again? You go buy another cello. Well, I'm sure you could do that. She's going through what? There's five stages of loss. She's going through. She'll eventually okay, this get isn't that. a person, nor is it even a pet. So, no, sorry. But it's a childhood no. friend. Wait, what happened to the Francisco like uh, one minute ago? <laughs> <laughs> He'll come back in a second. This one's here now. <laughs> um, it's just, I just don't. I. I think there's being an adult is you realize I, I am so I'm heartbroken right now, but you have to, you have to muster up the strength to carry on, to continue to live, to do your job, to do things you have to do to survive. You can't just like, Oh, Oh, I I mean, unless, unless she's suffering from depression, which I do not see anywhere in this movie talking about her having depression. And then she's just in bed all the time and doesn't go out. If that were the case, that'd be a different type of movie. And that's fine. I, I concede that that can knock someone out, but that's not what this movie was. So, all right. Just to clarify, I thought being an adult meant you're 18 or 16 in England. (laughs) Or or a day old, if you're a a housefly. (laughs) An emotional adult, Paul, not a Oh, there's plenty adult. of those out there. Adult. Oh, my gosh. I'm going to bump the like, bite meter up a little bit more here. Yeah, you better. Um, <laughs> let's, let's go to one more thing I just like before we get to our tragic makers. And that's, okay, now, I could be wrong about this, guys, but I'm pretty sure Pagers were not capable of polyphonic tones in the eight, 1984. I didn't know they had them in 84. I didn't think they ever had polyphonic pagers. Well, I feel sure. Like I had to My pager in tw- 2003 was just beep, beep, beep. It wasn't yeah. like, I could barely get a phone that would do that. So I don't know what they're coming up with that this pager is going to play at a symphony uh in a, in a different sounds are made by the different frequencies being put 
push through it. So the computer could handle it. We don't know how to do it, but Edgar, knowing all things electronic, can make it happen. I think so, but there's different it's levels to us. There's capabilities to a speaker that I don't think it doesn't matter what you're able to. I think it's physically possible. I just don't think that we know how to do that where the computer could. All it's right, kind of know, like. I, I will give I will give you that. I don't know enough about the way electrical signals travels through yeah through through a speaker to know if like maybe something that had the 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 computational power of an Edgar could could uh, change the frequencies enough to do something like that. I suppose right. that's possible. And but, the model of the beeper. I mean, there's a lot of variables in this. Yeah, yeah. But uh, do you have any insight into that, uh, Baba? Did you have a pager back then? Oh no! I stopped listening to you minutes ago. So I'm. <laughs> oh, <gosh. laughs> oh, well, let me listen to your treasure maker for electric it dreams, Baba. Before... So, anyways, uh, <laughs> so I mentioned I, I like Madeline quite a bit in this movie. She's yes. she's darn near perfect in a lot of ways, but one thing that I. Do, do I need to replay for you like a few minutes ago? I'm <laughs> perfect. Uh oh. Go the ahead. other Francis goes back. <laughs> she does have some flaws, readily admit. But, um. Well, no one's yeah. perfect. That's true. Um. At, like the second date that she has with Miles, like they're, they seem to be hitting the sack already. And that her character yeah. seems oh, to yeah, have yeah, yeah. issues with guys. At one point, I think they're at the carnival and, uh, or whatever it was in there at. And they're kind of talking about like, well, have you known many women? Have you known many guys? And her response to have you known many guys is, you know, dot, dot, dot. You know how it is. And that was basically yeah, it. Yeah. Like, okay, okay, well, let's bring so without the answer answering. Is yes. <laughs> yeah. Which could potentially yeah. explain why she's so bonded to her cello is because that's one thing that's really she can commit to. Oh, you know, stayed it with her. Yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. So, so that could be one thing. But anyway, yeah. um, but yeah, it seems like things with Miles move a little bit quicker than is healthy, Fast. in my opinion. And that's yeah, absolutely. So that mm -hmm. that thrilled, thrilled with that part of it, and uh, I think I had another point on especially that. Especially in the eighties. Yeah, especially in the eighties when you weren't allowed to like. I think you have to Early be married 80s. for a year or two before you were allowed to like take yeah. your shirt off in front of each other or something. I mean. Yeah. yeah, exactly. That's what that's what the age was like. In yeah. The 80s. Well, there was a lot less High protection roll. back then. Yes. Um, I will uh, just to comment on Madeline uh, one more time. Um, well, no, actually, I, I, this will not be the last time, but to just to go off this. <laughs> but one more this, time. <laughs> again. All right, go ahead. This moment. I. Oh, my gosh. Did you feel Baba or Paul that she was leading that other guy, Mike was his name, uh, lead him on at all? Because it seems like she's Bill. willing to to have him. Like you said, he he kissed her neck from behind when she yes. they're at that like thing, and she's she didn't not full on reject him. She yeah, kept, no, she kept her options yeah. open. Yeah, which and, and so I don't like how she. Um, when Miles was asking about him, she just like got all like in a huff, like, huh. why didn't she say, well, yeah, I'm, I'm, I, yeah, I'm seeing him as well. Why not be honest about it? Well, yeah, I, guess I neither sleep around and what's it to you? <laughs> I don't think she was that emotionally mature at this point in the movie. So, right. oh, you know, I get, I get that given her reaction to, oh, 
I my cello is crushed, and now I'm out of a job because this was the last cello on planet Earth. Maybe she lives paycheck (laughs) to paycheck, and she can't afford a new because those things are expensive. Okay, if you're if this is your profession, though, I I mean maybe maybe she doesn't didn't have the wherewithal, didn't have the emotional maturity like we're talking about to like okay, I need to have this insured. This is my livelihood. I can't just. Go around and be like, because if she had insured, I get you can't get the policy right away, but you have insured. Okay, you take it, you get your credit card, you buy the cello, then you pay off the credit card. Maybe they didn't have insurance for that back in the eighties, but they had melodic beepers. (laughs) (laughs) I I somehow doubt that was the case, Paul. Anyway, uh, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's get to the thing. Since we're on Madeline, let's get to this the thing I hate most about this. Let me guess, Madeline? <laughs> no, actually not Madeline. Specifically, it, Madeline's mom. So she has this, she's talking to Miles about how um she had this dream. This like it's so sweet to hear her tell Miles' story about it. She had this dream to be a ballerina. But her mom said she was too small. So why the do you give your child a huge cello if she's too small to be a ballerina? Maybe Which doesn't make sense because ballerinas are typically small people anyway. Uh, also true. Also true. So why are you giving her a cello? Why not maybe a you know violin or hey a mandolin? Uh, her name is Madeline. Well, maybe maybe as a kid she was short and round. And then that she grew tall and lost the roundness. But that so, still doesn't make that's not gonna make doing lugging around a cello. I mean it's as big as her when well, she's maybe an adult. That's how she lost weight. Oh my god. <laughs> wow. So that was my dislike. That I know. Mom you was like kids. Oh, okay. That's not it at all. Her mom said <laughs> Wow. I hate that her mom's like, oh, you're too small to be a ballerina. Play this huge cello. Oh, let me get you a bass, too, while we're at it. I mean, it's, just, it's just ridiculous. So that's that was my tragic maker for this film. A, a character? <sighs> Watch out, filmmakers. I, Don't give your kids cellos. <laughs> a character who wasn't... If you're going to complain that they're too small, don't give them cellos. You think she could have said, you have two left feet, hon, or sweetie, or... Uh, or Here's a piccolo. So many other things. But you go with, you're too small. Let me give you the one of the biggest instruments. Oh, here's a sousaphone while we're at. Oh, my gosh. You can't see where you're going. Here's a tuba. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> okay. I, I need to be done. I need to be done. Uh, Bobo, did you give our treasure? I did. Already? It was a Madeline thing. Oh, right. Okay. See, I always got so impassioned with my thing about Madeline's mom. Apparently, yeah. I got lost on track we, of where we, we didn't were. even see who was mentioned for a quarter of a second. Yeah. That was your least favorite thing. Exactly. That's Paul, promising for the that's movie. That's what I was thinking. Well. I thought Rather he hated than, this you know, movie. Girl, like, oh, that. Yeah. As, as opposed to Earth Girls Are Easy. Okay. Paul, did I accidentally already go over into your Tragic Maker too, or did you? No. Okay, so let's finish off with your Tragic Maker, Paul. All right, my Tragic Maker um, is sorry, but it's uh, slow and boring. The I thought Whoa. the movie was just a little. Maybe it's because of the editing or the pace. I don't know. I thought the overall 
it has an interesting concept, but the execution of it, I don't know. It just, it didn't thrill me. It didn't entice me. Like I said, I enjoyed the main two actors. I thought they carried the movie for what it was, but mm-hmm, the movie mm-hmm. for what it was, I thought was lacking overall, uh, just slow and boring. I would, again, like to see them another thing, see what they do. Mm-hmm. Um, but is there, is it just, do you think, a matter of, cutting things out paul or something else was there's something about the vibe it's okay. not it doesn't have a um let's say for, for example short circuit mm-hmm. that has a more lively vibe about you know a, a robot that comes to life that kind yeah, of thing and there's like it's like a, a chase you're trying to get away whereas this is like is Edgar it's, turning it's bad story. is he nice i i never know where miles is with edgar like their relationship i never know if it's if it's going the short circuit route, or if it's going the uh, the Hal Nine, that Hal, what's from I can't do that, Dave. Yeah, th- that <laughs> route. Hal Nine Thousand. I never know where they're swinging. So well, maybe it's both. It's a combination of both. You know, because well, the I computer that, doesn't know. They're both learning. I suppose. Like but I life. think if we knew, that would have helped the movie be paced better, maybe, or have a. Like, yeah, I'm, a I'm curious. Do you feel like okay. it? It maybe got a little bit quicker as the movie went on, and it was like the first fifteen or twenty minutes that were particularly slow. Because I almost put that down as a, a dislike for me. Was I was worried that that was going to be those scenes were going to be a little bit too disconnected. Because I. They, I agree with that assessment. They are uh, slower at the beginning, and it seems a little disconnected from the rest of the movie. And it does pick up pace, but still, overall, it it's still a little slow for me. And know what really, you know, let me just pick up on that. Know what really slowed down the movie for me? Um, the how, main actor's voice. No, Miles no, Harding. Was it that no, Edgar's a petulant this, child? No, guys, that this chintzy microphone is going to be a pickup sounds of yes. people walking downstairs well enough to actually visualize what it looks like on the vi- on the video screen not having any plans of what the the whole uh s- structure of the building looks like or anything just getting this from the audiophonics of this chintzy microphone from well, they, the 80s yeah yeah uh-huh yeah. uh-huh yeah that really that really slowed slowed it down for me yeah slow oh, it that's, slowed that's it down I no i just tried to go off what you said <laughs> Right. <laughs> I was throwing in a bonus just like under the radar. <laughs> Not so much, but good job. <laughs> anyway, now that we've entered all our trajectories into the firing computer, Alice, do you have a firing solution for us? Firing solution complete. Rating salvo at the ready on your mark. Right, where's Salvo? Sorry. I know Bobo has him. Salvo, there he is. Oh my gosh! Nice yeah, to see you, Tom. buddy. Anyway, all right, it's time for the moment of truth. Tom Salvo authority, notwithstanding, do we rate Electric Dreams a classic? We'd recommend anyone go see this movie, whether or not they've seen it before. A nostalgic. It's worth your time to revisit and rewatch again and again if you've seen it as a kid or a young adult. Uh, but if you've never seen it before, probably pass this one over. Or do we rate it a tragic? It's not worth anyone's time. If you've never seen it, keep it that way. And if you have seen it, don't sully any good memories you have of it with a rewatch. Uh, let's start with Baba. What is your final reign for Electric Dreams? Uh, well, I'm, I'm going to mention, first of all, a couple of reviews from uh, people who were not able to share it on the Facebook page. Um, uh, oh, okay. A review here that says, 
Why weren't they able to? Sh- uh, sure. Well, the first guy here they said topical and very well made. Uh, exceedingly well told. Mm-hmm. I really like this film a lot. And the second person said it engages you romantically and emotionally at the same time intellectually. Those were two gentlemen named. Is this like Siskel and Ebert oh, or something? Oh, you read those too. Oh, how about that? Yeah. Oh, gosh. Just to, to even. Did they seriously Boy, give this you two thumbs push. up? First you hate fat kids. Now you hate dead guys. Yeah, way to go. Um, but yeah, you can find that review on YouTube. I think it was before they did the thumbs up thing. But, um. Oh, okay. So yeah, for, for anybody who's listening, I don't think D. Tungsten was with us in chat today, but I know he mentioned he likes this. Kevin Joshua Burnham, I think, mm-hmm. mentioned he liked this movie a lot. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, Dapper Man says this is a yeah, classic. Yeah, Dapper Man likes it, and we all know that foreign people are always right. So, um, <laughs> love you, Dapper Man. I got his back on the bottom show. Anyways, um, so okay, so this is where I this is where I get to make the hosts feel bad. Um, yes, I bring have, it. Yes, I let's have, go. Uh, a vague memory of this movie from when I was a little little kid. Because uh, my dad uh-huh. was watching it, and he thinks he loaned the tape out to somebody, and he didn't have a copy of this movie for years and years. And it wasn't released in the uh-huh. U.S. because of some distribution issue, I guess. So you could get a copy oh, in the yeah, U.K. Yeah. and Australia, and apparently now you can get it all over the place on Tubi and Pluto. Tubi and, TV and Pluto yeah, TV. <laughs> and places like that. But for a while, you could only get it on, like, you know, VHSs, which I happened to find one a few years yeah. ago. Nice. And um, my dad passed about ten and a half years ago now. And oh. a few years prior to that, I kind of made it a point that I was going to try to find movies and TV shows that he really enjoyed, because that's sort of his love. Oh, cool. Yeah, that was, that was yeah, yeah, yeah. So this, wow. That's like yeah, so there, there, was, there was cool. one movie in particular we're not talking about today that he wanted to see for like 40 years. And I got him a copy of that, so Whoa. that was like the big yeah. <laughs> Electric Dreams was yeah. number two on the list. That was like the second oh, okay. big get for me. I was very pleased to be able to see that. Really? Figure. So it, oh, it is cool. a movie that I think you, you have to take it very much like it says at the beginning. It's it's a fairy tale for computers, and you can't take it too seriously. There's a lot to it that, yeah. that it, it does have to be kind of taken with a grain of salt. If you can take it on those terms, I think it's a tremendously fun movie. Um, mm-hmm. If not, I'll let somebody else talk to that point. But um, but basically, uh, I was debating between classic and nostalgic for me. Because, again, uh-huh. when it's not available in the U.S., so it's like, can I call it a classic if we can't find a copy of it here? Because then you can't go mm. out and see it because it's not there. But since it's available everywhere now, I don't feel bad saying... Uh, I'm gonna say it's a classic. I think it's it's still right. it's still good. It's it, I mean it feels a little bit 80s. We talked a little about the soundtrack. The yeah. soundtrack is fantastic. It's got I mean Jeff Lynn from ELO. It's got <laughs> Culture Club, Giorgio Moroder, Philip uh, Oki from the Human League. Uh, there's a Phil Collins song in there too. I mean you can't get more 80s than that group right there. So, uh, yeah, so I'm going to say um, Electric Dreams is a classic, and uh, and I played the Dead Dad card, so go ahead with your ratings. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no worries. I'm, don't worry, I'm very, very, like, callous, so I, that How doesn't affect me at all. I just wasted that <laughs> wow. card. He doesn't like fat kids. 
Oh, we already covered you don't like dead yep. guys. Yeah, okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like the main actor, he died. So what? <laughs> <laughs> so much of this show is going to get taken out of context. Wow. Wow. <laughs> um, okay. So, but classic. classic uh, so your prediction carried through to your final reign. Awesome, Bobo. Uh, Paul? What is well, your final reign for I'm this film? I'm going to agree with Bobo that this wow. film is a, a number two. It's uh, tragic. <laughs> <laughs> I'm confused. How is that agreeing number with Bobo? Because he... Oh, 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 okay. I see. Um, I just personally, I can't really recommend anybody <laughs> that goes out to, to go out and see Granted, if you liked this as a kid, I I think you might like it. But going back to what you said, Bobo, um, it's not a film that should be taken seriously. But the two main actors take it seriously, at least their roles. And it, it's not like it's a comedy. If I wonder if if it, this was more in a comedy tone, especially with the two main actors, it might have done better. It is listed as comedy on IMDb, Paul. It's not funny to me. <laughs> At least their relationship, you know, their their whole I don't know. Um I I there are uh, for its time, I will agree with a lot of things that that Bobo said for its time it's well made and and such but it it's hard for me to recommend this movie to anybody on the fly. It's just like I think you like I said you could do a better you can I would recommend uh, short circuit if you want to see a movie about um, robots coming to life or computers coming to life, that kind of thing. Or the Terminator. <laughs> yeah. But that's um, kind of a totally different tone where I think short circuit is more... Well, yes. More light. Yeah. And on the comedy side more. If, if you get... <laughs> you know, There's jokes. Um, well, this I'm, has jokes, but not like that. You know? I'm pretty much with you, Paul. I... I did not enjoy this movie. Sorry, Bobo, and sorry, Bobo's dad. Uh, may you rest in peace. I just, I cannot with this movie, especially. So here's the thing: two, two, <laughs> two more oh, bonus dislikes or two quibbles I have. Um, Going on which, the number two thing, which might give this from like nostalgic. So this came out a year after War Games. So oh. people have a good sense of what computers can and can't do realistically. Yeah, right. global thermal nuclear war. Let's yes, go. <laughs> yes. Uh, so that this computer is doing all these other things did not seem very feasible. Uh, making like making like uh, the power outlet go really hot and like blow up at them and uh, just I feel like there's a lot of things like knowing the exact layout of the of the whole apartment. It just felt like it was way oh. beyond well, what this type again, of computer that goes would be back able to, to do. Your, yeah, that goes back to the 1983 microphone. That's amazing. Yeah, exactly. It can do like, it can pick uh -huh. up the it, it might as well be Daredevil. I Okay, okay, yeah. yeah. And then also they can like, it can understand very abstract concepts yeah, of emotion. Oh, let me just tell you a few words and now you know what love is. That's not how that works. I don't think a computer I don't think can, you knew what love any, was even at the end. No, exactly. I was learning the other emotions through um, the television. That's the best. Place. Now, now, yeah. you, like, like Baba mentioned, like Baba mentioned, you could say that um, it's a fairy tale for computers. Okay, then where are the other computers in this fairy tale? I don't expect to see people. I expect to see Tron. That's more of a fairy tale for computers, if we're going to call it that. This was a fairy tale with a computer gimmick. That might be the case, or the computer was the the 
fairy godmother or the Rumpelstiltskin or whatever. So that I felt like it was just I was thrown for what this was supposed to be, and then it sort of just was way too eso not esoteric, but uh, it made it seem like the computer could do too many things, and I kept getting taken out of the movie because of that unrealism. So tragic for me, uh, but uh, according to the Retro Rewind podcast, we rate Electric Dreams a disputed oh, tragic film. Sorry, Bobo. If <laughs> if you uh, are someone who who's more in keeping with Bobo, or if you've been if you listen to the other shows where we've had Kevin the Dapper Man on, Kevin Joshua Burnham, and you you prefer their taste in movies, great. Now you know that this would be one to check out. But if you're more in line with me and Paul, or if you're an individual, go check it out for yourself and find out for yourself. <laughs> Yes, that's that would be fine too. I'm <laughs> not trying to crap on anyone's individuality, Paul. Wow. All right. Uh, but now that's you hate how... individuals. Okay. <laughs> not at all what I said. Let's get out of here. Back to our own time. Good old twenty XX, please. Twenty XX. Comsat online. Receiving incoming transmission. Feels good to be back, but we wouldn't have been able to travel back to 1984 to begin with if it weren't for our amazing reflex capacitors, namely Jared Holzhauer, Deborah Powers, Brian Keen, Patrick Hicks, Chris Cowan, Geek Devotions, The Untold Podcast, James Kennison, Drove the Cellcast, Ashley Ruiz, Past Reduce, and Kenneth and Redeemed Otaku. That's our Bob. Oh, he's right here. <laughs> Josh Adams, D. Tungsten, Andy Lewis, Jeff, The Dapper Man Reviews, Tony from the Retro Days. <laughs> Mr. Lost, I Daryl almost Hapner. had it. I, yeah, I'm, I was just All trying right, to do sorry, it on one breath. To help. So thank you. Tony from the Retro Days, Mr. Lost, Daryl Hafner, Rosie, in addition to seven other awesome patrons as well. Thank you all so, so much for keeping the Jigwats coming. And if you want to help us keep flying for as low as $1 a month and get bonus content for your generosity, head over to RetroRewindPodcast.com slash support to start. This stream is sponsored by PaulJPowers.com. And while we're thinking, people, we also want to give a big... Virtual hug to David Bobke yes. for supporting us with his thoughts on Electric Dreams and being a patron and picking it and everything. Exactly. Thank so, you. So, uh, uh, David or Bobo or that's our Bobo. Where could people find you online? Is there anything cool you got going on? Oh, oh sorry. Um, <laughs> uh, as per usual, I am not uh, currently doing much of anything that's worth finding. Uh, you can, of course, look for me at pauljpowers.com. You will not find me there because I'm not there. But, you know, if you want to send somebody on a Where's Waldo search with no ending, there you go. Um, are, you might. Are you, can I find you at CajunCurl.com? I, I, it'd be great if you could find me at CajunCurl.com, especially if you happen to need something for, you know, your uh, your chips or your... Pretty much whatever with that little uh, taste of, you know, I should really know what it tastes like at this point. I keep promoting it all the time. But <laughs> nonetheless, uh, uh, yeah, no. I Maybe I'll have a podcast by the next time I'm on here. I don't know. Maybe I'll, maybe Princess awesome. and I'll have a talk about that sometimes. I don't know. Oh, After I take the ship over. Expanding the kingdom. Let's talk. Yeah. What? Chris, what was what, that? I mean, uh, uh, nothing? <laughs> right. Yes. But thank you so much, uh, Bobo. So so much for being here. Thank you to my awesome electric Paul J. Powers uh, masterinterrupter.com. 
I think I said that wrong. Uh, and thank you, all you rewinders, new and old, for another fun voyage. Even though, I mean, so, I'm curious sometimes if people like hear us, like me and Paul, are trash, rah, 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 but we still have such a fun time being able to talk about these movies, and uh, especially with someone who really enjoyed it. So I'm glad we had different perspectives. It's kind of, it can be a little like samey when everyone feels the same about a movie. But so I appreciate uh, you for listening. And you, Baba, for being here, and Paul as well. Um, and you're welcome. <laughs> it's nice to be on this end of it. For you can fu- But anyway. I'm not sure what that means, but you can find me, pauljpowers.com, at pauljpowers.com. And you can find me on our Discord for show announcements or just to say hi. Join us there at retrorewindpodcast.com slash Discord. This podcast is a proud member of Culture Box a curated collection of podcasts, videos, and articles that will provide you a balanced meal of content. You will find culture celebrated for its past and future, satirized for its extremes, explored in study, and created anew in story. Point your web browser to culturebox.media. Thank you very much, insert promo voice here. As he just said, we are now part of Culture Box Media Network. Find all the shows unpacking truth through story, comedy, and geekery at culturebox.media. And with that, Captain, we are on final approach to base, uh, which has hopefully not been taken over by Edgar. Yeah, I'm always curious why we go back to base. But regardless, thank you, XO, and thank you all for listening. We pray you are more joyful today than when you first hit play. But like a Pokemon, we got to catch you all for... Am's Family Values, our next episode of the Retro Rewind Podcast. Dun, 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 dun. Retro Rewind Mission Complete. Proceed to Nav Point Omega and return to base. Oh, he's got to return to base. See, now he fears it. Yeah. If you were electrocuted until you passed out, would you have electric dreams? Oh, like that one doctor in the next episode of the Firefly? Ship like this, be with you to the day you die. Retro. Because it's a death trap. The part of rewind. Pretty cunning, don't you think? They were robbed of time, young indeed, made them poor, burnt out on dullness, what was it all for? With Firefly now, what reviews will they find? The hero of time, retro of rewind. We gotta go to the crappy town where I'm a hero. Put those womps away, it's time for another review of Firefly. Uh, This time we uh, reviewed the episode well we are reviewing uh each episode of firefly on our way to our christmas episode of the movie serenity uh we've been doing this year and paul what episode are we covering this time this time we are reviewing episode number nine titled ariel which uh aired no first aired november 15th in the year 2002 and do you have a one sentence synopsis for us captain yes so uh, Simon, the doctor, was trying to help his sister, who's her, his sister's getting worse, and decides to. They're going to a planet that has a really good medical facility, so he hires the crew by giving them a job to steal medicine as the payment. 
so that they can get her, his sister, River, into this brain scanner thing, and then they're betrayed. I love my captain. So there you go. That's and your, your, your one sentences are getting kind of run on <laughs> <laughs> Oh, okay. Sorry, Mr. English major. Major apparently. English major right here. Um, oh, Oh, okay. Yeah. As long as you have enough semicolons in there, you're good. You got to work on (laughs) prepositions with you, though, Frank. Yeah. No dangling participles. Family show. (sighs) I never looked at a guy before. (laughs) (laughs) All right. um, Let's get into our uh, what we liked most about this episode of Firefly. Uh, Let's start with Paul. I'm curious. Um, the ending scene of this is something that I don't really remember a lot from this show watching it before, but that ending scene where uh, Jane is like at the at the back of the ship and they're taking mm-hmm. off and the captain has the door closed and he's about to leave Jane and like have him blow out in, in yeah, the space. Yeah, airlock. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's like Jane done messed up real bad this time. And, yes. And, and how the captain's calling him to task on it. It's just something that stuck with me and I thought that was uh, well done. Yeah. Uh, the whole, you did to me, Jane. You did to me. I thought, oh, so good. So, so Yeah, good. but then as the literalist in me, I'm like, no, he didn't. But Oh, my gosh. <laughs> but, yeah. Yes. Uh, very cool. I like uh, how the captain fights for his crew. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Almost makes me want to do a spiritual speculation on this episode. <laughs> Why not? Oh, my gosh. Uh, Baba, what's something you really enjoyed about this episode? And if I recall, you've seen this series before, correct? I, oddly enough, I still okay. me, I still have not watched the last two episodes for some reason, but I'll get around to it eventually. Oh, okay. Uh, but yeah, everything else is. Um, cool. Yeah. Uh, favorite thing I marked out, I didn't actually make that many notes on this episode somehow, but... Uh, oh, maybe you didn't like it so My much. favorite thing is actually something I'm not sure happened in the episode, but it kind of made me wonder if it did. Okay. <laughs> There's that... There's the scene okay. in the like med bay where Simon's trying to make sure that Zoe, Mal, and Jane all have kind of their scripts down. Like, here's what we yes, did, yes. here's what we tried, here's what episode. we used. Mm-hmm. And they're trying to get their lines down. Yeah. And part of me was kind of wondering, did they actually, like, did the actors actually practice that scene like they would any other scene? Or did they just kind of get handed the script a minute before they started shooting. Oh, and have to learn Yeah, and then try there? to pretend like oh. they're actually learning because they're actually pretending to... They're trying to learn it for real. They're actually... The, yeah, they're yeah, method yeah. actors, basically. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. I, and I wasn't entirely sure, but I was. I thought that would be so much fun if that's how they did that scene. Yes, yeah. that would be cool. I, I don't know. I That that did cross my mind, though, watching it this time. Yeah. So that's funny that uh, you had the same thought. For me, I just love the whole. I mean, I know a lot of several. There are there are a few episodes in this where it's about a heist that they're having to do. I just I like how they like make have this plan they put into place, and of course doesn't. It, I mean, even Mal has this line. Oh, why can't we just? Why can't some just? Why can't things just go according to the plan? Uh, um, and it's but I just love the. I, I like I don't know I like the energy. Of like a, a heist story and like, are they going to cut? I don't know. Oh, what's going to happen? Oh, they didn't expect this. How are they going to, uh, how are they going to overcome this, uh, unexpected obstacle? I just really enjoy that. So 
the this whole uh, the whole uh, paradigm or or uh, story arc of this episode, I really enjoyed. Mm. Uh, so that's that was it for me. Uh, what didn't we like about this episode, though? What was our tragic makers? Let's start with Baba this time. Uh, it's it's sort of a tie of a few things. Um, not enough Kaylee. Oh, okay. There's no Shepherd boy. <laughs> okay. There's not oh, yeah, enough yeah. Inara. There's like most of the people that I, I look. The thing I like about a Connect lot of the episodes, the most, yeah, a lot yeah. of the episodes, every character's got enough to do, except for maybe yes. Simon and Rain or Summer Breeze or whatever mm-hmm. her name is, and <laughs> and I'm fine with that because I'm kind of, you know, her character is more interesting about than them, Simon yeah. and kind of whatever. About, but um, okay, yeah, she slashed Jane. That's that was actually kind of interesting. <laughs> I was on board with that, but he looks better in red. Did Did you guys notice that? Um, She's Jane's wearing a blue sun shirt, and that's why she's slashing it. She's actually slashing the shirt because blue sun is where the hands of blue come from. That's the company that's sort of in bed with the government oh, alliance. Oh, I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. You have to watch it 15,000 times in order to get that, right? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, okay. Like a true fan. <laughs> yeah. Like, like a true brown coat. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Um, but continue, Baba. Uh, so. So the, the, oh, the, the characters that you like the most weren't really yeah, there. Yeah, like we saw a fair amount of Jane, and then yeah. it's like, okay, yeah, Mal and Zoe, we still see a fair amount, but then there's not that much Wash, Kaylee, and Ara. And again, I don't yeah. know where yeah. Ron Glass yeah. was that week. Maybe they just gave him a week off to go to a movie or something, but... Uh, yeah. Yeah. He's doing that one-off uh, Friends episode where he's... Sure, he was, he was doing a know, new odd couple reunion somewhere or something. Uh, that's an obscure reference. But anyways... Uh, was he actually in an odd couple he was, reunion? He was in a show called The New Odd Couple, I believe. And oh, It was him okay. and uh, the guy who played Lamont on Sanford and Son, if I remember right. Hey. Exactly. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> Moving along. Okay. Uh, Paul... Exactly. Paul, was it missing characters for you that you would have preferred or funnily enough, yes. I I wrote down I want more wash. I like forget Shepard Buck like being missing. (laughs) I didn't mind him, but I just I wanted more wash in it. Like oh Yeah. He always has some of the best lines for sure. Yeah. Yeah, I definitely enjoy I think that's in his contract. To have good lines. Yeah. Yes. But Alan Tudic's yeah, great. I, I really appreciate him. Uh, for me, the thing I disliked the most was, I don't know if I, I don't really understand why Jane would trust the law, um, yeah. to get the reward. Cause that was so, my, if, if that was my, all, if I had a second dislike, it was, I kept waiting for the double cross of the feds. Like, oh, okay. That would have made up. sense. Yeah. Yeah, I kept waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, aha, got you too. Kind of like, yeah, it was all yeah. part of the plan. Yeah. And it was like, oh no, this, this story is way more simple. Darn. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So I, I didn't really buy that he, he disliked or wanted that the money, he says at the end, the money was just, was just too, too good. good, but I oh, I believe it, especially with her slashing him. Like, yeah, I mean, I guess there is that element that could have pushed him over the edge. Like, I'm yeah. done with this. Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes a little more sense for whatever reason. I wasn't connecting that. His life is on the line. He's he's tired of sleeping with one eye open. Yeah, metaphorically. No, what he sleeps? He literally sleeps with one eye open. What? Yeah, yeah, okay, like a whale. <laughs> 
Anyway, so those are the things we didn't like about this episode of Firefly. Uh, what character? Well, we sort of talked to the characters we all liked the most. Um, so it sounds like the ones that what weren't character in the episode, resonated with you. Yeah, what character resonated with you? For me, well, I'd go say ahead. Mal because I, I mean, okay, I'll I'll be a little a little. Uh, Oh, captain likes the captain, like for Cap- like. Exactly. Yeah. There's there's an element. I certainly so, sometimes I take like a the ways I think about this show. I will borrow like frames of thought from Mal from Firefly, Adama from Battlestar Galactica. There, there are modes of thinking where I'd like to think that I adopt them from those characters. And you mean and for the Cap- Retro Rewind podcast show? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Okay. Being the captain of this pod. Yes. Okay. Um. So. They're, I love my captain. <laughs> that's great. So I'll go with Mal for this episode. Uh, Bobo, how and Nara, because she was largely absent, as I kind of was this episode. <laughs> <gasps> oh my, uh, Paul, how about you? For me, it was Mal. I really particularly liked at the beginning, where um, towards the beginning, where uh, Jane was on the the medical table. Mm-hmm. being uh stitched up and and jane was like hey captain it's dangerous to have him on here we need to get him off and he and the captain fought for for river and then when jane left he also took to task the brother he's like yeah. Look, you need to get a hold yeah. of your sister so this exactly. doesn't happen so i liked how he was able to keep control of the different dynamics going on exactly yes absolutely awesome guys well, then, given this episode, would we want to continue watching? This is like our pseudo final reign. Would we want to continue watching the series after seeing this episode? Uh, Baba, it sounds like no from you would be my guess, but what is what's your actual response? Yeah, the thing is, most of these episodes I really like, and I think a big reason that I like them all is because you've got so many good, interesting characters interacting and yes, doing their own yeah. things, and, and they're all... Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's you got a lot of interesting things going on. And even if you're not crazy about one character, there's probably a couple other you really dig. And this one's like, eh, this felt more like a just some regular sci-fi drama that was on five other channels at the same time. This didn't feel as much like a regular oh, Firefly okay. episode to me. And oh. It, oh, that's yeah. Interesting. So I. Yeah, okay. I this episode, in and of itself, I maybe I check out again at some point and do the kind of best of three that I'll I'll try to do with a TV show. You know, even if one episode doesn't mm-hmm. grab me, I'll try to give it another shot. So it wasn't it yeah. wasn't bad, but it just didn't draw me in like other episodes generally do. That's totally fair. Um, I'm curious what. What would you say is like of the Firefly episodes you have seen that draw you drew you in the most as like a comparison? To oh gosh, um, I don't remember episode names, but the well, yeah, what happened? Yeah, I, I there's know the most one of with that ball, um, right? Oh, yeah, Shindig. Shindig, where Kaylee get, is in the strawberry, and there's a sort of duel. Yep, the, yeah, the that's duel, Shindig. and I think that's the one where Kaylee gets the dress at the end because Mal. Yeah, I like yes, that moment a lot. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, Shindig's good. Our Mrs. Yeah! Reynolds. Our Mrs. Reynolds, I remember that was like yes. my favorite one forever I saw that first time. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, yeah. Okay. So, yeah, those, I could good, say those are good two, way to at least in the top three for me. So it sounds like you're less interested in when 
the crew gets a job and is doing the job as opposed to the crew is just in danger from some outside force and needs to figure out how to get out of it. Sure. Maybe. Okay. <laughs> Those are entertaining me. Paul, and how it's about the whole you? crew. It's Paul, the whole how about... Yeah, the they could have a Tetris tournament or something on the ship. That'd be fine. Just make it entertaining. Oh, my gosh. Paul, yeah. would you want to keep watching? Um. Yeah. I like heist. This was a heist episode. Mm-hmm. I, I I usually like heists. There have been episodes like Jamestown where I didn't like it. But... <gasps> no wonder you don't like the intro song. <laughs> it has nothing to do with my pitchiness. Oh, it's all about that. <laughs> well, 90% plus. <laughs> uh, for me, I am definitely would continue to watch. Uh, spoiler, probably the only episode that I'd be like, yeah, I'm out. Is the last one, mm-hmm. the one with the bounty hunter, I forget what it's, ab- Objects in Space. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I don't Objects care about that space. one pretty much at all. Yeah. But uh, that'll be the last one we cover before Serenity. Anyway, thank you guys. So, so Oh, go ahead, Paul. No, no, no go ahead. Uh, we, just, we need to, we need to talk about that because we've only, <laughs> we've only planned for, uh, 12 maybe 13 episodes and there's 14 so we need to make sure we squeeze them in no there's only 13 we we did the pilot as that's counted as two parts sometimes but it's it's just one we covered no serenity and then the train job is the next one okay let's just do this now that's i'm sure people are dying to know this serenity train job uh let me see if i can remember them you tell me which ones i missed i'm not gonna end them move this out it's a train job. Job. Bushwhacked. Yep. yep. Uh, I think, I want to say Shindig is after yeah, that. Very good. I'm impressed then, so far. Then is Armis Reynolds. No, before that. Oh. Is Safe. Oh, Safe, then Armis Reynolds, then uh, Out of Gas. No, nope. no, Jamestown. Yeah. Then Out of Gas. Yep. Then this is this the one, Ariel. Yep. Then after this one, is it um, uh, is it War Stories after this it one? It is War Stories, the war next stories. one we're reviewing. And then Trash. Trash. Yep. Heart of Gold after that? Nope, oh, there's one The before. Messenger. The Message. Heart yes. of Gold. Yep. Um, and then Objects in Space, 14. You did it, Captain. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it. I was my own undoing. <laughs> Why did I have to remember him so well for the most part? All right. Well, then, yes, we will have to figure that out. Hope you enjoyed that, listener, for this uh, meta conversation. Anyway, though, thank you for joining us for another uh, episode of Firefly, and we'll catch you next time. Stay shiny. Good night. Don't let the space bugs bite. <laughs> <laughs>